Hello world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Hello world, Shelley Shearer here. Well, I am so sorry. There have been no podcasts since the middle of August. We had technical difficulties, server went down, new uh, computer that had the software not um, set up properly. I was actually recording WAV files instead of MP3 files and didn't even realize it. You know, when I took a course a year and a uh, half ago on podcasting, when I decided to do this and make it part of my purpose, um, I definitely didn't become the tech. I did what I needed to do to get it all set up. And then moved on, moved on to content, moved on to what I'm good at. Uh, So when I had to change computers, I didn't set the software up properly. There is actually a little something I like to talk about for a few minutes about always getting a second opinion and ensuring that the answer you're getting is the one you want. So here's just my little bit of a gripe before I carry on with some really great news. The reason I had to change computers was my desktop wasn't working and my son, who actually is the IT geek, Uh, was telling me all, he just really didn't want to deal with it. So he's in South Africa telling me that, you know, I've probably downloaded malware and the computer's toast. Well, I used the laptop for a couple of months and couldn't get the podcast to load and couldn't, I had accounting software I couldn't access and I, and he left me with no administration rights. So I couldn't load the software onto the laptop. Needless to say, I was very frustrated. (laughs) Well, he is home now. And we've dealt with everything. But the week before we got home, I just went, you know, there's some. I just, I want a second opinion. Took the heart, the desktop into computer people I used to use years ago and have known for like 20 some odd, 25 years. And sure enough, what had happened was I had a solid state drive that was full. And there was nothing left for it to process and swap information. So it couldn't update my windows. I couldn't load new stuff. It was it wasn't full because of malware. I truly do run that much software. Now, something, here's something to think about when you're dealing with clients. I understand that my son just didn't want to be bothered to solve the problem. Great. But let's just take a step back in your business. People need their problems solved. All I needed was a bigger hard drive. I had no viruses. I had no malware. My guys booted up and said, no, Shelly, you just have, you literally do not have enough space for the computer to run the stuff back and forth out of your RAM and, and blah, blah, blah. And my needs as a person, as a business, is the fact that my hard drive will always have more programs on it year after year. Reason, I always load a new stack software. Often there might be something new for an accounting platform that a client wants me to look at. I now do my YouTube videos. I've got my podcast. I run a lot of software and multiple things at one time, all the time. No one took the time to understand that part of my business. So it's just a little warning to make sure that you are asking the right questions in when, if you own a business or really anywhere in your life. Make sure that you know what the needs are. Make sure you know what your needs are. And always get in a second opinion. Because honestly, this computer would have just gone into a cupboard and never got touched. And all it did was it cost me $269 to buy a new 500, I don't know, terabyte, gigabyte, something. It's huge. And my computer's working like a charm. All my software's back online. My podcasts are up and running. So this is the reason the podcast didn't, didn't, uh, didn't load since I've been on vacation. So I have uploaded about seven of them today or in the last two days over the weekend. 
happy listening and they're out of sequence. So there's events going on, timelines in the year over that six weeks that they're not going to line up. And I'm so sorry. There was just nothing much I could do about that. Some things have published since then. And then I realized when I went back into my files, it was more podcasts that had never been published. All fixed now. So how are you all doing today in your lives? Patience is a virtue. And if you talk to anybody in my life, would they would say I have none. <laughs> so if you listen to me regularly, and I hope you do, I please subscribe. I'm in the middle of renovation in my home. And I am not going to lie. There is, I just needed to go faster. <laughs> as much as I talk about, you know, living in the moment and it's all about the journey, there are times, often, especially in my life, where I just need the end result done. This is already running behind. In my world, I've got now four adults living downstairs in a kind of a small suite and we're kind of all over each other. And we just, we just need the two of us, that would be my husband and I, to be upstairs so that everyone has a bit of breathing room. But you know what? It's going to take what it takes and it's going to get done right. And that's one of the other things too when talking about patience and enjoying the journey. Renovation, of course, is over budget. Shock and amazement. I always swear I'm going to be the one that keeps it on budget. But I'm dealing with a house that was built in 1958. And even though the basement and a lot of the home was new down here, upstairs is still original. It was the rental suite. And every time we opened a wall, there was something else that, you know, it's like, oh, Shelly, we didn't anticipate this. Oh, we have to fix that. Oh, my. But now it's getting done right. And in the midst of all this, a couple of things that have nothing to do with the reno have gone sideways. Our hot water system that is an on-demand, the whole house, I don't have a hot water tank has been failing slowly for the past month and it's actually done. It has to be repaired. Well, you know what? That's going to be a few thousand dollars. Wasn't part of the budget. Where does the patience come into this? When we don't have patience, we subject ourselves to an incredible amount of anxiety. And that is something that quite honestly is a quite an active part of my life to begin with. And this week has been, earlier in the weeks, have been a bit tough. Today, it's been great. The, the contractors are now back on site and they're going to be here for the next four days. Truly, other than Sunday, truly things are going to move forward. That You know, this is just great, great news. However, <laughs> to get to that point, I've definitely struggled. Now, what do you do about that? Now, first off, let's talk about a couple of things. One being emotions. When you are impatient and having anxiety or sometimes anger or you're feeling hurt. Yesterday was my 15th wedding anniversary and I got to spend it having lunch at Ikea and picking up $500 worth of wardrobes. Oh, actually about $2,000 worth of wardrobes, sorry. New parts that we ordered and one I did online. All had to be picked up in a truck. It's hot, we're sweaty. This is really not how I wanted to spend my anniversary. But you know, those were the priorities. My end result, if I have the patience, is going to be a spectacular new living space upstairs that really will be all about me. You know, there's always places you have to compromise. You can never have your way 100% of the time. And I say that as a person that quite honestly, when I put my mind to it and attract it, I usually do kind of get my way. I tend to make things happen. My friends would definitely say that about me. However, life is never going to be perfect and you are never going to get it 100% right and you're never going to get it all your way. 
but I like things to get as close as possible. So going through this process yesterday, the emotions got a little overwhelming. And I've actually was talking to my son and, and I took a phone call that I shouldn't have taken, which put us behind, which means I missed my lunch, which wouldn't have been any more exciting than Ikea really, but it was supposed to be at a different place and then going to Ikea. And my son, you know, put it right in my face. Mom, you shouldn't have answered the phone. He's absolutely right. I could have phoned tell us back, the technician back when I got back in the afternoon. Instead, I took the phone call, not realizing my husband was sitting outside waiting for me. I thought he was running late, but no, I used up 15 minutes. He's cool in his heels and everyone's just a little bit on edge. Ownership, I've talked about in this prior podcast, you need to own your own behavior. However, the point here about the emotions was, I wish I could just turn them off or I could control them. My son's like, okay, well, you, you need to own up that you shouldn't have taken the phone call. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. But I'm feeling hurt and I'm just feeling angry a little bit. Maybe even a little resentful. I just posted a, a podcast on resentment. And honestly, the thing I had to have to accept in life is to let those emotions roll, not freak out, which I'm going to tell you that story in just a moment, but they just have to roll through me. Now, the nice thing about life is I can recover from them so much quicker than when I was younger, but they still need to be acknowledged and they still sort of need to happen. And then you have the ability to say, okay, I'm feeling this way. I've acknowledged it. Is this an appropriate response? No, I really had no right to be feeling some of those emotions, especially the negative ones. They were my own fault. I was actually mad at myself more than anybody. Uh, have you ever met people? You've ever been attacked by someone and they're all, they're sitting yelling at you, 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 you do this. You make me feel this, blah, blah, blah. Always remember what they're really saying is me, me, me. They won't accept that they're making poor choices or they've done something they're embarrassed about or they've done something wrong. They're just, they need to put it out on someone so don't get caught in that loop. It happens so often with people. But anyways, this was all about me. And I just, but I still needed to feel the emotions. Matter of fact, when I was in the vehicle going, I didn't even think I was going to be able to eat lunch because honestly, I'd let myself get so churned up. But you know, my husband's pretty good at dealing with me like this. I am acknowledging how I'm feeling. And I just started talking through it a little bit with him. And then by the time we got to where we were going, it was like, okay, I, I need to eat. <laughs> I do. And I, w I was better. But you do have to work through it. The question is, are you letting it run your life and rule it? Are you letting it drag on far too long? But emotions are not negative. Um, sometimes they might be inappropriate for a situation, but that you just usually need to take a couple steps back to find out why you're having this reaction. Now, let me tell you about a reaction I had today that was mortifying, and I had to do a heck of a lot of apologizing. Out all morning, had a client, ionic foot bath client in my, in my off-site treatment room. Went to yoga, did that, did the Costco shop. Had to get it done. My granddaughter's birthday's tomorrow and everyone's coming over. I walk into upstairs of the renovation and the countertop guys have been here and they've laid my countertop. Very happy because we actually chose that countertop to go with completely different cabinets and we're thinking, oh brother, but it was going to cost us money to, re to redo them because they were already ordered. My sink is centered in the cabinet. Now, let me cl clarify here. That is how it should be. But in my head, I had made a prior decision that I wanted the sink to be offset to the left. The cabinet's really too big. 
for the sink. It just happens to be that we needed things to line up to plumbing a certain way. So I had to go with a larger sink cabinet, which means I wanted things inside that would be organizers. And lots of times when you've got those deep, deep sinks or your plumber's not paying attention, they'll just use up all your space under there with inappropriate piping and you can't put in roll out storage um, uh, racks and trolleys. So I saw it and without even thinking, now granted I was overtired and having a little anxiety, but still didn't even have a filter on. I swore and I'm, that's not where the sink's supposed to go. Oh my God. And I walked right up to the, excuse my swearing, that was inappropriate. I walked right up to the counter and smacked my hand and leaned over it. And it's like, I swore, (laughs) repeated that word a few times. I realized there was no one to blame but myself. I wasn't on site to instruct anybody. And I wasn't yelling at the countertop guy, but he's standing behind me listening to me carry on. And I had to turn around and say, I'm not yelling at you. I am so, so sorry. My contractors walk out and say, Shelly, you need to breathe. You cannot have the cabinet off. You can't have the sink offset. It'll look stupid in the cabinet. And they're right. I took a step back. I was just trying to get room for storage and I wanted the sink centered under the window. Well, that's just not possible. But if you do not center the sink to the cabinet, that will look super, super odd. And they're all right. But I literally almost flipped a lid. Just I just let the emotion, everything just splat. And then had to apologize to everyone. I actually went a step further. I phoned the countertop company because they've just been wonderful and they're a family-owned business. And the wife is the business partner. And I told her what, I'd, what had happened. I said, I didn't yell at your installer, but he had to witness me having a meltdown. I am so sorry. Highly inappropriate. He, under no circumstances, was there an excuse for that, that he would have to witness that. He did a wonderful job. They're beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Just kind of ran through it and, uh, and had to just eat a little crow. I, I was just so embarrassed. So now it's kind of a joke because one, I am OCD and my contractors know that. And we were all upstairs at the end of the day when my husband got home and the contractors are are, uh, looking at Keith and and we were fooling around chatting about something. And they're like, well, you know what? The bottom line is we can say whatever we want because at no point can any of us be over the line that Shelly crossed today. And it's like, okay, we've got to find the humor in this. But it's so true. I was so over the line. It wasn't even funny. And it's just so embarrassing. So this is what I'm talking about with emotions and taking that moment to breathe and to take a step back, okay? You just need to have a moment, just a moment. Take the breath, because I didn't. I literally walked in, saw, and reacted. I didn't even have a moment to think, to say, hi, I'm Shelly, nice to meet you, thanks for being here today. I literally saw something that I thought I wanted different and and flipped the lid. There's just no other way to put it. Anyways. I've podcasted on, you know, the power of an apology before, so everyone appreciated that, but it's still, it was just still not good. So perhaps, uh, you know, a a little piece of advice here in just coming back to how I started this podcast, because I definitely felt like I was a little off on a tangent there, in getting a second opinion. There are many things in life, whether it's your health, your business, don't always listen to the very, very, very first thing that comes to mind or comes to, to fruition. So here's the second point. I'm in the passport office the other day, managed to go there, missed two things, had to go back the next day. And I'm looking for someone, a housekeeper. Now, I've been using a service that is very, very expensive, so I could only afford them the once a month because they're twice the amount of a lady that will have her own little business. But I've got too many people living in this house. There's too much going on. I'm launching, you know, new products and a new website. I, you know, I want my, my home clean and I, I need the help back again with all these young people living in my house. 
And I sort of jumped on the first person that got in touch with me. Now, I'm going to tell you right up front, I certainly appreciate, you know, the early bird gets the worm type mentality. I put a post out in, an, in a local group for our area that we live in, got lots of recommendations, but I was at the passport office, so I wasn't checking Facebook to see who had recommended what. Someone private messaged me right out of the gate. I saw that and answered it and ended up hiring her. Then I got home and realized I had a slew of recommendations and thought, okay, I think I jumped the gun there a little bit. And so I've made the decision now to let that person clean on Monday. And in two weeks, I'm going to bring the other lady in. And I was just very straightforward with them saying, listen, guys, I'm going to have you in my home, hopefully for a number of years, because I do not consider my cleaning people like staff. They are part of my home. I appreciate them beyond words because I absolutely loathe cleaning my house. I would so much rather be doing other things. And I would rather keep one or two small bookkeeping clients along alongside just to pay that one bill than, than do it myself. I'm not lying. That's, I just loathe it. But I cannot stand being in a dirty house, again, with the OCD. So I, I knee-jerked a little bit and kind of jumped at the first person. And then it was like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And I shouldn't have. So always get a second opinion. Always consider your options and see if there's more than one. Now, I'm a believer that you, when you're making decisions, should narrow it down to three. Now, I think I've mentioned this before. If you've been with me for the past year and a half, my mom can't make a decision to save her life. And she's actually aware of it, luckily. Uh, so when we do something for her, my sister and I, I've always warned my sister, you, you give her two things. You go do the research and then you give her two things and say A or B, which one would you like? You can't give my mom five things or even sometimes even three is too many. And I, when I'm making decisions, I tend to do the quick remove all the options, then what's left, and pick three, and then I make a decision. I've always been that way. It has served me very, very well. I mean, mistakes happen. We, The cleaning person, yeah, I still sometimes rush into things. But that has actually worked very, very well for me. And it's kind of part of the 135 rule that I talk about in the fact that, you know, three options only. That's that's the three out of the 135. And narrow, and narrow it down because you, you, otherwise you will never make a decision. And when there's no decision, there's no movement forward in your business, in your personal life, in any change that you want to make in your life. You're, you're just not moving forward. Okay. So your health, I will sometimes go to my GP and then I'll take those results to my, my um, naturopath, which I did with my foot. I've had a, a, a damage on my foot, thought I'd maybe broken the big toe joint because it's very painful found out that that's, I was something totally different. The doctors immediately want to put you on anti-inflammatories and to put it, uh, something in your shoe to support the arch. You go to the natural path, who's broader spectrum of the health environment. And I did some prolo injections to help ease the pain, but we need to build the tendon muscles up. That's what's happening. They've gone a bit lax and I'm getting a bunion. And now, now I understand why you get bunions. And no, I got an x-ray. I had, had not cracked the toe when I heard it two months ago. It is just jammed. They, they, sports people call it um, uh, uh, turf toe. Sorry, turf toe. And I, it just needs to heal. I need to be a little gentle with the inflammation like I do with my hip. But there's nothing broken or damaged that I'm going to do more damage. I now need to do a little physical therapy, anti-inflammatory type things. So I use my essential oils that sort of stuff, and these injections, which means I'm not putting, falsifying my shoes with inserts that I may not need if I can strengthen up the tendons in that foot. So I'm very pro on that second opinion, more option type idea. 
If you own a business, you better be brainstorming or working with a coach or a mentor or discussing things in meetings. You know, you're not God. You don't know it all. Second opinions are just food for thought. And sometimes I may have already made up my mind, but I just want to feel 100% sure of the decision. So you just quickly, you know, do a little check with someone, have someone in your life that can help you with that. And there's always people around you and in your business, in your personal life, in your whatever that can help you with that. There usually is someone around that you can say, hey, I just need a sounding board. And that's a, I'm not going to say that's an easy thing to find because there are times we have a lot of friends and family. Families often is never your first choice because they see you through a filter from when you were a kid and all your mistakes. But a sounding board is brilliant. Um, but you have to make sure you've got yourself surrounded with the right type of people. So let me qualify that. When I say, you know, you should have people and it's easy. That, no, that's actually not really true. You hopefully, are, especially if you're listening to my podcast and you're trying not to live in regret and you're trying to move forward in your growth, you need to surround yourself with the right type of people because the negative naysayers, you know, people that are always broke, you know, they're, they're not entrepreneurs or they don't think outside the box and you're trying to be innovative and do something, either an expansion in your business or something unique in your health or try something a little, you know, left to center. Well, there's no point going to all the people that eat junk food and don't look after their health. Like what kind of advice did you think you were going to get in that situation? So always be careful who you're getting these second opinions and sounding boards from but once you've got them and if you've established them like I've got this crew I've got this half dozen people that are good friends and they serve different purposes in my life that are when I for sounding boards I mean different areas I don't go to the same friends for health stuff that I go to business stuff with because those people have nothing in common with each other and one knows one thing and the other person knows the other but it's just wonderful to brainstorm so one of the things I love about our contractor upstairs is he's an outside-the-box thinker. And we've had some really little weird things that we've had to get very creative about. Things we thought were going to be simple and open a wall and it's like, oh, that's not going to work. Or the plumbing's laid out in the floor in a way that we couldn't, you know, get a little more room or there's going to be pipe showing. A lot of outside-the-box thinking. But that works really well for me as a personality. Now, I have a girlfriend that... Uh, I know that that personality, she'd go crazy if he was sitting, talking to himself, brainstorming in front of her because she needs decisions made in black and white. Just that's how she's wired. So know that about yourself as well. But the universe sent me exactly what I needed. We brainstorm, we solve the problem, and then we move forward. And I'm great with that. And we change our minds. We absolutely, we've changed our minds day to day on this reno about something. Yep, no, we're not going to do that now. Let's do this because we know it's going to work better. So know your personality. Be careful of the people that are surrounding you. Get a second opinion. (laughs) And again, but make sure those are the right type of people. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.